Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast. Today we're playing Dream Askew by Avery Adler. As we record this, we're using the March two, uh, 2018. I said that in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> As we record this, we're using the March 2018 playtest materials, but the game is now available to purchase along with its sister game, Dream Apart. For those of you that are new to this game, and you possibly are, here are the basics. Dream Askew is a role-playing game about belonging outside belonging, telling a story about marginalised people living together in a precarious community, in this case a queer enclave enduring the collapse of civilization. It features a no-dice, no-masters system that emphasises collaboration, shared ownership and character-driven play. Rather than telling stories of rugged individuals on epic adventures, the focus is on stories of interpersonal relationships, community drama and tension with the outside world. I'm Jade and you can find me at Rose on Twitter and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today we have... Hi, I'm Sam. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo or at Kalo underscore Sam. All right, uh, I'm Alex. You can find me on Twitter at KismetNemesis, um, and my pronouns are they them. Um, I'm Han. You can find me on Twitter at Mercutios, and my pronouns are also they them. <laughs> that may as well be the motto for the show. Mm. <laughs> my pronouns <laughs> are also they them. Unless, <laughs> unless Sam or Mab is here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's five people um, who use they them pronouns and two people who don't. It's great. Um... Our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, attacks by dogs and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations and graphic descriptions of bodily harm. And now we've got all that, let's get started. start um i'm going to read the overview then i know we've all decided on our characters but because they're so well written um it does suggest you read the six character roles and the six setting elements like the italicized Mm -hmm. section at the top of each so if i do the overview and then we'll like rattle through the characters and the settings then um then we can introduce our characters and then we can pick settings uh, like settings of the environment because one of the really cool things about dreamer skills as well as playing a person and like npcs you get to play an aspect of the environment and have that influence stuff which is super rad okay the overview Dreamer Skew gives us ruined buildings, haunted faces, strange new psychic powers, fierce queer love and turbulent turbulent skies asking what do you do next imagine that the collapse of civilization didn't happen everywhere at the same time instead it's happening in waves Every day, more people fall out of the society intact. We queers are always living in the margins of that society, finding solidarity, love, and meaning in the strangest of places. 
Apocalypse didn't come for us first, but it did come for us. Gangs roam the apocalyptic wasteland and scarcity is becoming the norm. The world is getting scarier and just beyond our everyday perception, howling and hungry, there exists a psychic maelstrom. We banded together to form a queer enclave, a place to live, sleep and hopefully heal. More than ever before, each of us is responsible for the survival and fate of our community. What lies in the rubble? For this queer enclave, could it be Utopia? I fucking love this game. This game is so fucking good. Okay. It's so good. Um, yeah, uh, should we go in term order just if we go for the characters? So, Sam, if you want to read the bit in italics about the iris, and then we'll just sort of go through them. Okay, so are we going through them? And, like, if when we come to someone, to one that is one of our characters, does that person do it? Or do we just we go through them it. all? I was going to say, we should just, I feel like we should just read the ones that we're using. Okay, we'll do that. If we do that for the character types, and then we'll read all of the settings mm-hmm. stuff, because we need to decide on those. So, yeah. yeah, we might as well just read out the italicized bit for the ones that we're playing. So that'll mm-hmm. be, do we want to do it in turn? Or... Yeah, go for it. Uh, just because the iris is first. Yeah. All right. Um, So the psychic maelstrom touches us all, but the iris has been indelibly marked and changed. Their gifts are unprecedented and inexplainable, but may hold the secret to our healing. What is everyone so afraid of? The iris is an unnerving individual. Their power is mysterious, ephemeral, and unprecedented. Play to find out. Are you calculating, rash, or opportunistic? Um, Do your psychic gifts help or hurt your community? Is your heart pure? Um the hawker the market failed the shops and restaurants and factories closed their doors and into that void stepped the hawker hustling and working odd jobs and pulling a livelihood out of the rubble of apocalypse the hawker is an industrious individual their power is material social and contingent play to find out how do you stay in business amidst all this chaos what do you prioritize when resources get scarce are you a provider or a gatekeeper uh introducing the stitcher Things break, supplies run out, bodies get wounded. The Stitcher is there, fixing, mending, making, repurposing. They have a workshop and an uncanny intuition. The Stitcher is a resourceful individual. Their power is technical, material, and reactive. Play to find out, where does your meticulous focus come from? Do you ever try to fix things that aren't broken? Does your life have balance? Cool. Um, So, the tiger... The police fled the neighborhood. Things were scary for a while. Now the tiger and their gang own the streets around here. Is that ownership still contested? The tiger is a wicked, fierce individual. Their power is social, violent, and hard-won. Play to find out, where does your militancy stem from? Are you a guardian or a troublemaker? Do you know how to yield and make compromises? Yeah. These are also good. These are all very good. Um, yeah, and let's go over to the settings, which is just a couple of pages mm-hmm. down. Um, we could just rattle through these in turn order. So, Sam, if you want to take the first one, there's six of them, so a couple of us will have to read two. Okay. Uh, you also play the varied scarcities. There's no postal service, no municipal waste treatment, no reservoir operations manager to treat your water, no ecological impact survey team, no police, no road maintenance crew, and that means no refrigerated trucks hauling groceries into the area. No signal in the cell towers most days. The people who used to think about this stuff so you don't have to, they're gone now. You also play the psychic maelstrom. Close your eyes, open your brain. Something is wrong with the world. That something is the psychic maelstrom. It's just beyond our everyday perception, ever-present and howling. It can offer guidance, protection, even flashes of brilliant inspiration. But it's hungry, 
and nobody knows what price it demands in return. You also play the society intact. For some reason, we thought the collapse was going to hit everybody at the same time. But nothing happens like that, neatly, evenly. Civilization crumbles in waves, eroding the peripheries of good society. Apocalypse is only a distant nightmare for the privileged, a cautionary tale about what might happen to them if they should fall from the master's clutches. You'd be surprised what one of these people would do to keep their society intact. You also play the digital realm. Everything we'd ever known or said was embedded somewhere inside it. Even though the digital realm was young, it was hard to remember back to the way life was without it. It seemed as permanent as it was pervasive. Apocalypse pulled the digital realm to pieces. Networks fell into disconnect. Satellites blinked out. Computers were ripped apart and stripped of their precious metal content. But humans are wily and resourceful. They know how to salvage, repurpose, and rebuild. Maybe the digital realm still has a future. You also play the outlying gangs. People had wildly differing ideas about what the collapse of law and order meant for their future. Some shuffled the mortal coil at the first sign of real danger. Others took to the hills, equipped with water purifiers and dried goji berries. But some people stayed right where they were, armed and alert, ready to carve out an empire by whatever means necessary. Stop whatever you're doing, crane your neck just a tiny bit, you can probably hear their roaring in the distance. You also play the Earth itself. We built a new world upon its back, glass and steel stacked towards the heavens. We learned how to pull electricity out of every natural element, to mechanise, to automate. Some of us went whole days forgetting that anything existed outside our edifice. We wounded the Earth. We alienated ourselves from its touch and its harmonies. We broke holes in the sky. When it tried to warn us, we didn't listen. What now? Will Apocalypse cement that alienation for all eternity? Or finally bring us home? So all of us have to pick one of these to play as well. Um, Alex, did you want to pick first? Because I know you were the last of us to pick a class in the, like a playbook. So you want first dibs? Sure, I want to be the society intact. I want to be some fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Nice. I'll, um, I'll stick that in the uh, society intact. We'll do the desires for it after we've introduced, I like, okay, unless you want to do it now. Oh, I'll just fill that out while you guys are talking. Cool. cool. And then after we've introduced our characters, we'll come back to the elements and then reveal what the desires are, because I think mm-hmm. we're supposed to tell everybody. Sam, you want to go? Or Han, you want to fight for it? Um, we could put rock, paper, scissors when we can none of us see each other. What That'll do you want to play, Han? Um, I'd like to play the outlying gangs. Excellent. I want to play the digital <laughs> realm. Cool. We're good. We're good. Will that put you in direct conflict with yourself, though? Han, Me? If you play the no, Han, play oh. the outline um, gangs and a gang leader. Yeah, no, I think so. Like in the original version of Dream Askew, you like played the thing that you were associated with. So, like in the original version, like the tiger played the outline gangs, the iris played the psychic maelstrom, etc. And right. so, I think that was like like I'm down to see how that works out for us. Okay. Um, I just picked something that looked cool, so, you know. (laughs) Also fair. Uh, I want to play the Psychic Maelstrom. Nice. So, (laughs) So, yeah, I'll I'll do all this stuff. Cool. Um, We quickly pop those into the Dalk, and then we can introduce our characters. I've got a feeling this is going to be another long recording session. Uh Mm Uh-huh. This is going to be, like, another fiasco yeah. Um, well, we carved out like the next four hours, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I was. I'm expecting this to take between four and five hours. 
Okay, yeah. also, the biggest housefly I've ever seen in my life is in my room right now, and, like... Rest in fucking pieces, bitch. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's it's, the outlying gangs. It's so big, y'all. Oh, my God. Babe, I hate that you just said that while I was drinking something. <laughs> you can probably hear it roaring in the distance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. No, I'm pretty oh. sure I can. It's like it's an an- it's a fucking animal. I hate this. <laughs> for, for the record, I'm not picking all of these desires. I'm just putting them there so I can pick from them in a minute because I need mm-hmm. to scroll back up through the PDF. Okay. We have read through the italicized text. We're gonna we've picked our character roles and our settings. And uh, yeah, now we get to uh, detail what our characters are about. Though, if people want to take a second to decide on their ask their desires for the oh, yeah, for yeah. the other stuff, and then yeah. we'll, mm-hmm. let's quickly do that. Like Dora, if you could like fix this in post, yeah, yeah, yeah. we love you. Yeah, we <laughs> Thanks, love Dora. you. Thanks, Dora. We love Thanks, you, Dora. Dora. Actually, Dora, I need you to leave in the sheer amount of silence that's going to happen. <laughs> I need you to like leave it all in. Dora, I need you to leave okay. in when the hand talks about the monster. Fly that's living in their room. <laughs> I don't know where it uh, went. Oh god, I don't know where it went. It's gone. <laughs> uh, guys, I have an important question. Yes, and uh-huh. this is especially relevant to you, Alex, as you're playing the Iris. How on my bullshit do I want to be and pick fervent intimacy for the psychic maelstrom? Pick yes, fervent. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Correct. This is a horny game. This is a horny game. Vesper, Vesper's going to get topped by the psychic maelstrom, quite frankly. So mm-hmm. it already has been. Already, already has yeah, been. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh, I, to... I really like. I really love unspoken fealty. Is really good for a desire for the outlying gangs, but also, mm. also the smell of fear is also. Very oh, good. that's very good. <laughs> I like home cooked think... meals personally. I think that sounds lovely, but. You know, I mean, oh, babe. I'm gonna go with the smell of fear and somewhere safe to sleep because those are both like, like in mm. conjunction, very good. Yeah, mine, mine for the digital realm. I'm going with uh, shared knowledge and escapism. Nice. Of course, nice. you picked online, babe. I picked <laughs> online because I'm the most online person here. That's Is debatable. That I don't know if that's true. <laughs> We're all pretty online, but mm. I've been very online for most of my life. Fair. Okay. I found a bunch of my old journals, and some of them were from when I used to go to summer camp, and I would, like, bring a journal with me of all the posts I wanted to make when I went home. Yeah. Did you really, babe? <laughs> yeah, I did. I could believe Dora, it. Dora, you have to leave that in. No, don't leave that in. <laughs> Call out for Sam. I, y'all, I genuinely am torn between cosmic revelation and entropy, because I love entropy as a concept. That is mm-hmm. such a thing that He's Jade likes. <laughs> but cosmic revelation, I really like the art. That is fun too, but I don't know whether it's more fun to have a giant toppy psychic maelstrom who wants everything to break down. Actually, no, that kind of does go in with something that's a very toppy psychic maelstrom. I also um, really, I, I do want to advocate for it to be ushered into the world forever because, like, that's really, I don't know, like, mm. that sounds really interesting as, like, a right, to manifest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm down with that. I'll, I'll go with that. Because I like how that works in conjunction with fervent intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go over our characters. Uh, nice. Sam, if you want to... I will go first. On. So, I'm so excited. I'll be playing the Stitcher. Uh, Her name is Keta Amberview. Uh, She's a character that I'm repurposing from an old D&D game. 
She, for look, I have chosen appraising eyes and busy hands. Her gender is cyberdyke, which, real good. Um, her wardrobe style is scrounge-ups and oil stains. So she's kind of got this, like, punky look. She's got a very, very long braided mohawk. Um, workshop functions. Her workshop functions are firearms and brewing and preserving. Hell yes. Where she gets the majority nice. of her supplies is people bring her the weirdest shit, which I think is pretty great. That's mm-hmm. my favorite mm-hmm. option on that list. Um, mm-hmm. One to two key relationships. The black marketeer to whom I owe a small fortune by the name of Alrune, And twin apprentices whose names are Freedom and Tariq. My nice. lure is whenever somebody comes to me with something precious that needs fixing, they gain a token. Also, I want to apologize in advance to any of our Scottish um, listeners. I am going to be attempting to do a Scottish accent for this character because that was what she had in her Jesus original iteration. Fucking Christ. Um, and I just want to apologize. Anytime I'm speaking in character, I will be trying to do a Scottish accent. I'm sorry. I need you to apologize to me directly right now. Before I'm sorry, Han. <laughs> Thank I'm you sorry. have to apologize to me, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, babe. But I'm not that sorry, because I think it's funny, and neither of you guys are Scottish, so I don't care much about how you guys feel. <laughs> I live oh, the closest okay. to Scotland, and I'm looking forward to it, quite frankly. Okay. I'm so, so glad. I'm glad somebody Jade. is. Jade, why? Uh, because I'm a masochist, apparently. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Um, uh-huh. I am playing the hawker. Uh, their name is Coyote Sparks. Their look is friendly face and precise hands. Their gender is high femme. Their wardrobe styles are vintage formal and stilettos. Basically, for the look, I kind of want you guys to picture a mix between the MC from Cabaret and Bloody uh, and Buddy Arenko from Penumbra Podcast, mm-hmm. or Jessica Rabbit, like that similar kind of hair kind of vibe and ballsy attitude Mm -hmm. the things they provide are nostalgia a thriving social scene and companionship oh my gosh oh my god their their desired currencies are barter and whispered secrets Uh, their key relationships uh, are with their ingenue assistant blue and and the loan shark who finally tracked me down and their lure is whenever someone offers you a new gig or gets hooked on your supply, they gain a token. Oh, and because I want to say it now, what I'm thinking about, the name of Kyoto's place is the Lock and Key, but Key is spelled Q-U-I-X. Oh my god. Thanks, I hate That's it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so I'm playing the psychic. Um, his name is Vesper Kalamoxto. Um, for look, I've chosen slim frame and caring eyes. Gender is emerging. Um, he's also a, a trans dude. Um, the wardrobe styles are uh, formal attire and aspirational bondage gear. <laughs> I added aspirational, but it is just bondage gear. That's in the the playbook, is all I'm saying. His psychic gifts are... He's got a bunch of stuff going on, but shared dreams and storm sheltering. Mm-hmm. Um the world psychic maelstrom told me that it would shelter me from any repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Which I don't, I don't know is true. <laughs> speaking of the psychic rep- a psych- speaking of the psychic maelstrom. 
Um, my key relationships are with the weepy trans girl who's pastime erasing, who I've named Flax Primrose, and the wasteland mercenary who makes use of my talents. Although I might change that to made use of my talents. I think this is probably like an ex, you know, wasteland mercenary, I guess. Um, my lore is whenever someone invites you to use your psychic gifts on them, they gain a token. I just still can't believe you picked, like, the single playbook that's the toppiest for Vesper. Okay, like, okay, it, no, okay. It is an entire... <laughs> I, I, almost, I almost put, like, for key relationships, I almost wrote um, this, my submissive and then crossed it out and wrote, haha, can you imagine? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fucking it's amazing. amazing. I mean, Love I think it. it's just, I think it's just the most, like, um, like... It's just a kinky playbook, but, like, you can play it either way if you really look at it. I mean, let's let's refer back to a wardrobe style of aspirational bondage gear right now, just to (laughs) underline that point. Mm -hmm. One of the moves is cave to someone else's desires, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. 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 Um, (laughs) All right. So I am playing uh, the tiger. Um, so his name is Evander Navarro Thorne, which I never get to say like the full name and I love saying it. So there you go. Um, his look, I chose weathered face and solid arms. Oh, um, that's good. <laughs> the, listen, you had to pick the arms, like the arms were, was a mandatory choice that I had to make. So mm-hmm. we respect um, that. We respect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You're like I. I almost chose jacked arms, but I. It's not not quite what I'm going for. <laughs> this game is so good. This, this game very is very good. good. I just want well, to be clear yeah. for everybody listening that we didn't make up any of these things that we picked. No. Yeah. yeah these are all part uh, of the stuff you can choose from. It's great. Yeah. So um, his gender, I've chosen Dagger Daddy, which is you know, <laughs> it is I what would it die is. Die for him. Um, for wardrobe styles, I've chosen leather and combat boots. Um, for gang trappings, I've chosen a safe house and medical supplies. Um, and, and the games, (laughs) thanks. Um, (laughs) Sam, Sam has commented on the wardrobe styles just with the word hot so you know that means i'm doing my job right um the gang's big flaw is we owe a lot of debts that we can't pay which should be interesting and then key relationships um i chose well i chose i sort of made up um my ex who i can't seem to shake (laughs) and (laughs) and my gang's medic who i've named essence cinders um, and then my lure is whenever someone relies on you to solve one of their biggest problems, they gain a token. Um, Hell yeah. I'm God, gonna... good. I am willing to lend you Joe. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, I mean, it could also be Joe. <laughs> Both could be true. Uh, I just want to read out the thing on genders that's in the playbook because mm-hmm. uh, it's so cool um, because reading them out, they're all really rad. Yeah. Um, but in the uh, play materials, uh, genders of the apocalypse. Creative. Hey, the fly gra- is back. I need you hey. to know the fly is like extremely <laughs> back. <laughs> okay, continue, anyway. please. <laughs> I'll try. <clears throat> Cre- uh, genders of the apocalypse. 
Creating a character in Dream Askew involves contending with gender, but it's a gender exploded, extracted from the society intact and made mutant. What do some of these words even mean? Some carry storied legacies from the real world, world already infused with meaning. Femme, androgyne, bigender, gender fluid and others. A few are tied to racial community, positioning a character intersectionally like Two-Spirit and Stud. Others are genders of the apocalypse. Ice, Femme and Dagger Daddy take existing queer identities and recast them in ways the real world has yet to experience. Gargoyle and Raven emerge entirely new. When you encounter a gender word, imagine. Ask your fellow players. Flirt with the search engine. If nothing comes up, invent. No matter how you come to your initial understanding, it's yours to continue to define through play. Which is so fucking cool. Ugh, it's good. It's good is the thing. Okay. Um, do we want to quickly, for the settings, go over what we decided their desires were for the you also play the... Mm -hmm. uh, sure, yeah. Let's go over that more formally. Um, I'll go first. So I play the digital realm. And my desires are shared knowledge and escapism. Um, I'm pl also playing the psychic maelstrom. Uh, whose desires are to be ushered into the world forever and fervent intimacy. It's horny. I'm playing um, the society intact um, and the desires are profit eternal and orthodoxy because I want to eat the rich. Booyah. Okay, I'm so sorry. I left to try and murder this thing, but it didn't happen. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> proud of you anyways. Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, it's just still going. Uh, it went out a crack in my door. Holy shit, I have to close the door now. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> Tiger strikes. Oh, yes. I'm so proud of you, Han. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Han, tell, tell, us about your, tell us about your setting element and what it desires. Yeah, okay. Um. So I'm the outlying gangs... Um, and the outlying gangs desire the smell of fear and somewhere safe to sleep. Um, so that's what they that's what they desire. Um, I just checked. I reread a thing. Um, we have to have the other two setting things on the board, and when they come into play, whoever is playing them in that moment gets to define what its desires are. So okay. I'm quickly adding cool. them to our doc. So that's varied scarcities and the earth itself. Mm -hmm. So those. Uh, will emerge in play lovely do we still have to pick desires for them or do those um it'll play? be yeah when they emerge and when somebody has to play them in a scene it might be worth us quickly glancing over them before we get into scenes but that we don't have to define it yet so uh next the whole group moves on to the enclave worksheet um i've we've got a roll 20 running as a place to draw in um and as we choose visuals we can discuss sort of how it all lays out and uh, begin that and then after that we'll choose the three forces but let's go to the uh, it's page three in the PDF but I've also listed the uh, I put them in the GDoc as well we get to decide three to five visuals I figure because there's four of us we could pick one each Fair like enough. stuff we, we like the idea of everybody just highlight one that you want and then like put a comment yeah. on it and say this one mm -hmm. or whatever um, God, this is really good. Yeah. So the three to five visuals that we have chosen are 
a bustling market, wreckage, bonfires, and the ocean. That's Should we like, put that in the roll twenty? We could like somebody could write them along the top, or we can kind of sketch it. Like I was the one who picked the ocean because I am that person, and I am not sorry. Yeah. Is this like? Do we think this is like a ruined boardwalk town, or? Has yeah. like the water level started to rise and like we've been cut off, or like it's a peninsula, and like so Ooh. under the water there's like ruined buildings. I love that. I really like that. Not too. to be homestuck, but one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite visuals in Homestuck was always like Dirk like scuba diving through downtown Austin. <laughs> I think Houston. Yeah, it was Houston. I, You're right. I think I'm the one member of. Uh, follow the leader that was not into Homestuck. So the sound you just heard. Jade and everything. I know. My name is Jade Rose. That's a fucking portmanteau of a ship. <laughs> it's a good ship. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Well, that that makes me feel so much better. Um, but does somebody want to make a note in the G Duck about the whole? So, so it's like the water levels have risen, and this is sort of like part of what was a maybe quite a tall city. Okay, so um, I'm going to write down um, in the G-Doc. I, I can't draw, so I'm going to let... I, I especially can't draw in Rod 20. So... Who can? That's true. Um, so, is this, um, is this like... Are we like on uh, the coast or are we on an island? Or like something that used to be the coast and is now an island? Uh, what, if, what if we are in the future, in the future where California has, like, detached and become an island? <laughs> I was going to say Florida, but, like, yeah. That's good. I mean, because we do need like to yeah. interact with wastelands because of the other stuff. So I worry, mm. as, mu- as fun as it would yeah, be, like, true. no man is an island, but our enclave is. Um, we need to be able to interact, in theory, with other people. That's true. It yeah. could be a big island. I mean, like, yeah. the state of California is pretty fucking big. That's true. The state of California is, like, bigger than the British Isles. It I'm is. well so, aware. I'm true. well aware. Americans like to point that shit out to me. And I'm just like, my <laughs> leave so me. sorry. I know. <laughs> I know my country is very small. It's also got an incredibly large attitude problem. But that's another story for another day. Um, well, I like the idea of, like, a coastal city. It could be something like San Francisco and the water levels rose. Ooh. And I'm just like, if any city is going to become a queer enclave in the apocalypse, I feel yeah. like it's going to be San Francisco. That's true. I love San Francisco. Okay. And also, yeah. So true. It might be that parts of it are, like, totally above water, but some parts of it are, like, just mm. the top of the very steep hill streets are out of the water. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's that. the... So it's like a bunch of little islands. Yeah, that's right. And everything is foggy. That's everything so is rad. foggy because it's San Francisco. Oh, that's <laughs> every yeah, I love that. Every like mist is always everywhere. Because mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. San Francisco. Sorry, mm-hmm. I love San Francisco, but there's never a time when it's not foggy. Okay, um, so that's kind of the ocean. I uh, we've got the other things we selected were bonfires. Um, it was only wreckage got highlighted, but I think glass and wreckage was the whole thing, which totally works if it's like oh, a major city, yeah. which part of which is underwater. So that kind of yeah. mm. tracks. I'm quite um, fond of a bustling market, just like as a mm-hmm. concept. It's very mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't actually know San Francisco except like what I have seen what in the movies. I know it's that one with all the hills and I know the Princess Diaries is there. So, mm-hmm. you know, Calendrash. the important media. 
Correct. Correct. Um, um, that's all you need to know about San Francisco. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know the gays are there, the Princess Diaries was there, and Hills, and that bridge. <laughs> yeah, the bridge that always gets wrecked first in disaster movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely gone here, right? Yeah, let's have um, it intact, but the water's all the way up underneath it. Like, it's flush mm. with the water level. Oh, no. How about it's like the water level's like above it at this point, so only parts of it are sticking out of the water? Ooh, I like that too. Can wait, hold up. Can that be like my gang's like stronghold is like on the fucking bridge? Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Can, should we put? <laughs> should, should somebody put like the remnants of the Golden Gate Bridge on our map, as that's going to now yeah. be a, kind of a pivotal location? Well, it's just it's like you, two babe. kind of two kind of red lines, right? That just that's mm-hmm. a, that's the bridge. I'll do it. I got this. You got it's this. It's gonna be red. Well, we can also like copy paste like images into there, right? Only um, the GM can do that. Isn't that a p- only the GM? Damn. Yeah, okay. we're a show with no GMs, so yeah. yeah, there was no images to be posted in. No gods, no men. Is there like a national park or something on the side? Once you've crossed the bridge from the city, isn't there like a park there, like a national park? This is definitely how this is supposed to look. Yeah, that, I, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. I'm just thinking because we talked about like rival gangs and stuff. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. I just somebody should look at a map of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, that's a good super, idea. oh, there, there, there is, I think. Yeah, let's just uh, actually look at a map. Okay, let's go. Let's Golden Google Gate some National shit. Recreation Area. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, there it is. Also, San Francisco is definitely that. like a weird, um, like, uh, my brain just died. island. It's not an island. It's like a. Isthmus? Isthmus, yeah. It's a peninsula. Well, it's a bay. It's a peninsula. It is a bay. That's mm-hmm. really No, it's cool. literally the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, well, there's the That's bay. Cool. But, like, you know, uh, San I Francisco like the proper, the, like, actual mm-hmm. city that's not any of the other, like, suburbs, like Oakland and Alameda and all those places. Yeah, um, I, I like the thought that there's a lot of people, like, living in the old recreational area then, because that maybe didn't get hit by the ri- rising waters so yeah. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, because of oh man, there's a bit land ends labyrinth. I need to go to San Francisco. Like I've just zoomed in on the map, and there's all these cool sounding places there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> easily amused. Just I like, want Ooh. there to be. I also want there to be a gang living in like the remnants of like UC San Francisco. Oh, that's nice. good. is that on a hill? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I feel like we can't pay any attention right. to how this would actually work. We just have to go with what's cool stylistically. Yeah. It's valid. Follow your heart. <laughs> and we have to leave that in or else people who live in San Francisco will get mad at us. <laughs> we destroyed mm-hmm. your city out of love, but we kept your really cool bridge. <laughs> um, cool. Mm-hmm. So what are the other things we've got? Uh, bonfires and glass and wreckage and oh where should we stick the the market is it in like the grassier area on the other side of the bridge or is it in like the town or the city because there's like a bunch of parks and stuff like a lot of green space mm. and sea cliff and i need to stop looking at the, the actual map well, i was just gonna draw like a, a um like a, a vague like shape on the map that should kind of be san francisco <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. I think that would be really helpful for us yeah. going forward, Definitely. having, like, the shape of the general land. Yeah. I'm just trying to... So that's the Golden Gate Bridge there, and that actually goes north, but that's fine. So north is, like, that way. Okay. 
Um, oh, it's not letting me control Z. I just have to like select and delete that. Cool. Could we put, for the sake of, uh, given what we just said, but there's the Conservatory of Flowers, which is this massive, big, domed greenhouse in Golden Gate Park. Maybe that could be our bustling marketplace. Ooh. Like, Ooh. Love that. Absolutely. Where is that? Oh, my God. Um, it's a really big national park. Okay. Yeah. The, the, um, if you're looking at the map of San Francisco, it's like if you go down from the Golden Gate Bridge a bit, it's just off to the right oh, like on, the, on, on the end of Golden Gate Park. Cool. And also, yeah, uh, Alex, you can like figure out where the society intact is as well. Like, mm. which bit of it survived? Like, is South Beach and like the financial district still above the water? And it's like all like this end, the other end that got watered. Maybe it got hit by like a tsunami, and so like it actually just like Ooh. carved out some of the land instead of. That's cool. So I'm going to just draw a blob, and that's going to be San Francisco. Yeah. I like the thought that mm. like a lot of these green spaces that I can see on the actual map are the sort of places where a lot of people are living, and mm. in like some places that have avoided being totally scooped away. Like I like the notion that half of Golden Gate Park is underwater. Perfect. Let me like, let me edit that in to draw that. So the water is actually like way the fuck over here now. It could be like taken if you're looking at like the one o. I don't know if the yellow lines an in. It won't be an interstate because it's all it's a highway. I'm guessing like the water came all the way up to the mm. highway one o one. So like it cut mm. the Golden Gate Park in half. Oh, I do like that. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. So this is just going to be weird and narrow now. Um, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know that I know a specific like. San Francisco mm. place that like rich people already live, so they might just be living in like a, like a sort of a walled town. I mean, um, San Francisco in general is a place where rich people live, so that's true. Well, yeah, but mm. but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. Like, so this is um, the shoreline well, now. I think also it might be a good move to just like close out the maps of San Francisco and just go from what we have, because like yeah. I think yeah. if we yeah. keep trying to emulate what the map is, it's going to take us another hour to get this map done. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So here's the here's what the city looks like now. This is the whole thing. It's just real narrow. That's cool. There mm -hmm. it is. Um, oh, but we need stuff that's more like north of this as well. Eh, that can be where the society intact is. So we don't need to off map. <laughs> yeah, on the Perfect. edge. Did mm -hmm. some of you guys do something with the tokens, or is they just not showing up on my map now? Yeah, who took four tokens? <laughs> I didn't, but maybe when I was moving stuff, it fucked it up. So sorry. Oh, no worries. That's yeah. fine. Here we I'll go. They might... I also didn't. They're stacked on top of each other. They're what? hiding. The sneaky little fucks. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Roll twenty uh, hates Sam. So Roll twenty fucking bad. hates me. <laughs> it's fine. They're, they're, I, I can like always create more tokens. Too. We are. I can always create more. I can create more tokens. They're probably like <laughs> off screen at this point. <laughs> I, I probably moved them with the rest of the shit that I tried to move. It's mm -hmm. fine. I can create more tokens. There it's we go. Here's the whole here's the whole place that we have to work with. And there's the bridge in the middle of the Alcatraz was okay. over here, but it's underwater now. Cool. Cool. There's okay, a really um, tiny island here that used to be a much bigger one. <laughs> Rad. Is there a rule against typing on this map or No, no fucking no. type stuff. Okay. Type away. Well there's a, there's a there's a rule against it, I think, in something. In the quiet year. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to try and draw a circle. 
uh, for uh, like that greenhouse. Oh wait, no, I'm not going to try. I'm going to. I am going to. If you hit draw, draw shape, it'll let you draw. If you hold alt, it'll let you just draw a circle. It says that with conviction, and yet look, I'm holding alt. No, I'm not holding alt. I'm holding shift. That'll be why. Haha. <laughs> Never I'm mind. Proud of you. <laughs> I do like how this is panning out, though, in terms of like the bridge connecting society intact and like there's no connection the... though it's underwater okay they got, they've got boats <laughs> they've got boats but like the bridge was connecting society intact but then the water rose a little too okay. much and now it's oh, underwater. They, oh they each have 10 yachts like betsy DeVos. yeah though so, <laughs> so hold up is the bridge connected to like the mainland that we're working on then hmm because I was thinking no, and you had to get a boat to get there. But actually, yes. Because like I was, because like that was the point. Maybe of it just like fell like, apart on one side. Yeah. Maybe it fell apart on that side, but it's no, still but... intact. Oh god, that's bad. Here we go. Here's the. That's the wrong color, but that's fine. I'll just make it orange. That's gonna be orange now. That's the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> that's good. We know what it is. <laughs> Why do you not? Right, that's going to be a really I've... good audio, you guys. It's going to be the best. Um, I've just put that blue circle is the is the big greenhouse where the market is. So yeah, I also like the idea of the market kind of like spilling out into like around oh, here as well. Like it's uh, that's the wrong color. Um, yeah. I'm kind of inspired by um, the palace of some. I closed the map. There's a real life building that's like a big deal, like for performance and stuff. And I have this, I kind of know in my head what the lock and key is. Is the lock and key in the market? I think it's going to be near the market for definite. Um, But I like the idea that it used to be one of those old school cinemas, like a movie theater, one of those like ones from like the 1920s or something. So it's got like those big arched ceilings and like chandeliers and stuff and converted upstairs i look i've thought way too much about how things work at the lock and key when i knew I, when i picked companionship nice. i have a system for how it works is it there. horny yes of course but like the idea is when you go there there's like a little flower stand like with silk flowers and you pick a flower to put on your like lapel or to wear that indicates if you're just there for the vi- environment itself but if you're looking for companionship of a certain kind of nature if you just want somebody to talk to but if you want a different kind of thing that way the people that work there know to approach you with a certain thing in mind and also it like indicates like that indicates your preference for gender if you have one as well where's where's the psychic maelstrom Mm -hmm. i feel like the psychic maelstrom should be like over the ocean or something yeah i almost want to cut out like a lot more land over like over here and have it be underwater yeah, sure, and like, because that's where the finance for I know we that was that where downtown gone. was. Yeah, so. and the financial district. I love the visual of like these tall skyscrapers, just like the tops of them sticking, sticking out, out of the, the water. Yeah, and like that could mm-hmm. be where some of these outlying gangs hang out, just like mm. on the top of the skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Love it. Anyways, and that's the, the new yeah. that's the new coastline there in the wrong color. <laughs> And the the visual of the psychic maelstrom out over the ocean, just like some days you can barely see it through the wind, uh, through the mist. Mm. But some days yeah. it's like the mist gets almost this different color tint to it, and almost yeah, seems okay. to like pulse with the maelstrom. Love it. I love that. So the maelstrom, we can just draw a little, uh, little weird purple thing down here. That's the cool. psychic maelstrom. Nice. 
Okay, I'm gonna be ballsy and put um, Kyoto's place right down on the coast. Ooh. Um, like okay. it's like on a bit of a hill, so if the if the sea levels right, um, or maybe it's like on the top of a tall hill that overlooks the new coastline, because like mm. who doesn't love an ocean view when they're making use of companionship? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hot. The ocean makes people horny. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Jade, Jade, I think that's a you problem. <laughs> I watched this ContraPoints video essay, and that she, uh, the woman who makes them, Natalie, was just talking about the sexuality. Just why do we bothered about like sex between like people when there is always the allure of Mother Ocean? Just <laughs> <laughs> that's very incredible. funny. It was very funny in context. So. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. So yeah, put a label on that so we know where that is. I feel like Keta's workshop is like in the market. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna stick the top of some skyscrapers over in the water, just like so. We Excellent. Know where... Those are some oh, really big skyscrapers. If this is the that's, entirety that, that, of San Francisco, that's a, that's a cluster that's very close together because <laughs> Jade doesn't do well with scale. <sighs> You're valid. Um, Thank you. There we go. Those are more realistically sized. <laughs> Even that's fucking huge. That's like the size of a city block. Yeah, a whole block. It's good. Excellent. Yeah, like Kyoto's place isn't no is nowhere near as big as that square I just drew. Maybe that's just like a crop of things that's there. You're, you're so valid. I'm gonna Thank put. You. I'm just gonna draw like like right Keta's Keta's workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on like we... the. It's mm-hmm. on like the. Um, the outside of the market mm-hmm. like oh yeah over there guys you know what i realized that we've done by having like a lot of the surrounding area water we have opened ourselves up for one of these outline gangs being literal pirates on a boat fuck good. that's so good we have post-apocalyptic we've done space pirates we now have post-apocalyptic pirates nice hell yes i'm hell fucking yes okay I mean, um, I don't think Vesper lives anywhere right now. I think he's just couch surfing. Fair. <laughs> or bed surfing. Okay. Um, I think we've probably got enough of the map to work with. We can add more as yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we now God. need. <laughs> like we, we've got to decide uh, three forces that are in triangular conflict within our community. Do they have to be like in conflict with each other, or just in conflict? It's the, the way it's described. It says a triangular conflict, so it implies that mm. yeah, that they sort of affect each other in some way. But mm. it says then define details about how that conflict manifests and what the factions involved are like. Is this petty squabbles mm-hmm. between neighbors or a town divided by rival ideologies? Yeah. So um, I know there are also some things in this list that do violate like our lines and veils. So I just want to make sure that we're keeping that yeah. in mind too. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because I just wrote, I just um, read a book about um, scarcity. Um, I'm interested in like scarcity thinking, as in like the idea that there's not enough for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it could be good to have a conflict between people who think that there's not enough for everybody, and then there's people who are like, actually, there is enough for everybody. It's just that we're so not used to sharing. 
Yeah, I like that. You know, I like capitalist society. I like either reckless uh, hedonism or party culture. As I like, (laughs) I like reckless hedonism in that, like, I think that like Quixote's like whole thing is like sort of playing into that. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I love that. I also just really love just the concept of the limitless possibilities of queer sex. But that's just me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think politics of the void could be really interesting Mm, Um, if we're thinking about like the psychic maelstrom like encroaching Mm. further on like the land that we're living on and like Mm. how that manifests yeah Mm. I'm also real down with mutants though mutants is cool um what was the one I was there (laughs) Magneto was there you know Um, like every good piece of fiction Magneto is there um (laughs) I like uh, to leave off going there, I really think reckless hedonism is cool, as is scarcity thing, because we've already established the bustling marketplace and what Kyoti does. So those two mm-hmm. things in conflict with each other are super interesting already. Yeah. So I I dig that. Um, Especially because like Quixote's like building like the currency that Quixote likes is is like bartering. Mm-hmm. Um which and like bartering in secrets, which I feel like is the place where like capitalist like the remnants of capitalist culture and like the the new sort of systems are emerging like mm-hmm. meet up and i think that could be really interesting oh i just had a cool idea and this might help us pick um a thing for conflict because um, one of the relationships i could have chosen uh for my for the playbook is where's it gone is the society types who come here to slum it I really Oof. like the idea that people mm. take their boats from society intact and sail round to Kyoto's place mm-hmm. because That's, it is oh, right yeah. on the water. Ooh. Nice it's emoji. Fucking good. Because um, <laughs> I, I will hold my hands up and say, shame free, the Moulin Rouge made a very big impact on me as a person because I saw it like at just at the right time as a oh, developing person. But there's that line that um, Christian has about um the moulin rouge where the rich and powerful come to play with the beautiful creatures of the underworld mm-hmm. and i really mm-hmm. like that vibe of mm-hmm. these rich po- folk who like dress up to fit, look like they're part of the yeah. enclave who come to the lock and key jade it's okay if the lock and key is just moulin rouge like you can it's okay like it's in okay my head you do that. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have looked at the pinterest board there's definitely a lot of that kind of deep red crushed velvet kind of vibe going on in there mm-hmm. sometimes re- you're just sometimes you're just a moulin rouge gay and that's okay there's a reason why i picked that shade of red on roll 20 like oh my god i'd like to kiyoti definitely has a lipstick that matches the upholstery Mm-hmm. In the lock and key. Oh, of course. Of course. They made it themselves. So what's the third did. thing? Yeah, what is the third thing? Um, um, now that now that I'm we're st- done talking about lipstick, um, still really like it, it, I just really like this as a concept. We we well, can, but, like, that doesn't have to be in conflict. That yeah, it's not, it's not in conflict, just in general. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, psychic privacy could be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with the psychic maelstrom thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that is kind of also politics of the void, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the notion of like because obviously the Iris playbook is all about having these gifts given by the void, but the notion that because we everyone lives on the coast by the psychic maelstrom, like maybe it's not just 
you that has this power like there's these sort of maybe just people mm-hmm. get more talkative and stuff like that like the sheer proximity to it right well I other, also, yeah i also I like the say, oh, sorry I, I like the idea that um maybe it's not that like I feel like maybe there's a big, like, ideological conflict between, like, I feel like everybody here, or at least a lot of people here, are okay with a lack of physical privacy, Mm. um, Mm. just because of, like, you know, there's not a lot of space, because we live in a very, uh, you know, a small area, and everybody's, like, Mm. you know, hanging out all the time, but, like, I'm sure that there's a bunch of people who are like, well, I'll, you know, I'll I'll share a room with people, but I won't share my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas there are other people who are like, I really like, I want to share like everything with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, like with Kyoto trading in secrets as well. Like yeah. psychic, yeah, psychic privacy feels really good. Also, you chose shared dreams as one of your things, mm-hmm. right? I did. I'm wondering yeah. if there's like a lot of like dreams bleeding together, and like mm. the iris has control over that in a way that like most people don't have any control over it. But it is a thing that is like happening to other people. Yeah, I dig that a lot. This is not just so I can have fucky dream nonsense. I promise. Well, that's why I picked it. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's it's mostly because of that, but also it's just like a cool thought. All right, I I love what we have so far. Yeah. Okay, I I feel like it might be worth keeping the rest of those stuff on the list because that might be interesting fuel for scenes. Though, if people maybe mm, want to, yeah. if we want to take out the stuff that is um that would cross our lines and veils, just so it's not mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. So I'll, yeah. I'll drop. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll just put a strike through it. Like we all know, but it's just so we're glancing across it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, next up in the PDF. Oh god, too far, too far, too far. Come back. Uh, the prompts you circle on the Enclave worksheet lead into world building. Enthusiastically making up details, asking one another questions, and sketching out a map of the area together. Each, as this process unfolds, each player is also invited to ask the person on their left the question they chose when creating their character. Players can mm-hmm. ask in any order. Um, to carry on with, build upon your curiosity maybe you want to know more about a key relationship or discover exactly what was said during a recent interaction between two characters ask questions, build on the answers that others give if it seems like there's a scene worth exploring dive in, don't worry about everyone getting to ask their questions to the left, if you've already found a scene you want to explore, you can always come back um, let's ask some questions to the people on our left uh, so Sam, do you want to go first, uh, what Keita is asking of Evander Mm. Oh, yes. Um, hmm. I'm going to say, what did I lend to you recently? Or, wait, which one is better, mm. do you think? What broken thing do you have that I could fix? Or what did I lend to you? Both could be interesting. Oh, both yeah. could be really interesting. Um, huh. I want to say, I kind of like what do you have that I could fix? Yeah. I really like that as a thing. Um, Me too, actually, thinking about and it. I, and I think that it's... Huh. I mean, this doesn't have to be a literal object. I mean, we can get creative with these things. That's my that's heart. Sh- <laughs> no, I will fix. I will fix me. Evander's heart. No, <laughs> wrong game. Um... <laughs> um I think that it's I think my second in command has like a cybernetic um, prosthetic that is like breaking down Ooh. 
I mostly do firearms and uh, cooking, but I could do that too, probably. Maybe it's a gun arm. I don't know. It's a gun arm. <laughs> gun arm. Yeah, it's a gun arm. Excellent. Jesus. Yeah, because cool. my um my my whole like thing is brewing and preserving and firearms. Firearms because it's Keta and brewing and preserving because of it's a reference to the fact that she used to be a dwarf in her previous mm-hmm. iteration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Oh, it's me. It's a me. Right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So, Katie the Keta. I don't know whether I like more what do I regularly hook you up with or why have I been sizing you up recently? Now, I won't do the regularly hook you up with because that, like, loses a chance to get hooked on supply later, which could be fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Akia, why have I been sizing you up recently? Uh, hmm. Because I have secrets? I don't know. Because I randomly just acquired two children that are now my apprentices. That actually is a really valid thing. <laughs> no, two children have randomly come into my come into my presence and they're just hanging around. Yeah. No, look, because, like, Kyoto's whole thing is information. Like, yeah. is that... Mm-hmm. So that... Like, okay, where did kids come from? Like, in all seriousness, that is interesting. Either you're powerful, you've got a line on something, or you can do something. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. I also like the... Yeah, so I was going to say, I just like the notion that a lot of Kyoto's bullshit just doesn't work on Kita. Yeah. Which it's is really cool. Good. That's probably part of why they like her. Mm-hmm. Because... I love Kyoto. Yeah. Yeah. Keta's, like, such a, like, a no-nonsense, no-bullshit, like, doesn't really beat around the bush, walks up to someone and goes, I'm sorry, your husband's dead. Anyways, we have to talk. Like, just just God. doesn't do any sort of small talk before getting to the point. I love, I love it's, her. It's good. It's good. Okay. She's very good. Alex. So, All right. Yeah. So I want something, or uh, I, I'm asking a question of Coyote, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let me pull it back up. Um, what secret did I learn about you yesterday? Oh. <laughs> I think you learned that blue hasn't always worked for Coyote, blue being their ingenue mm-hmm. assistant. Mm-hmm. And blue, in fact, used to be a very pivotal member of Evander's gang. <gasps> Ooh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Did Vesper like get any glimpses of the spicy bits or is it this just like the knowledge? Oh my god. I don't know. I like the mo- notion that maybe Vesper was hanging out with Blue somewhere and did dream oh, sharing that's really or something. Good. And yeah. picked really it up good. from Blue, but it's Vesper's secret. Uh, not Vesper's secret. It's Kyoto's secret. Like I feel like that isn't something they make a habit of people knowing. Mm-hmm. Anything mm. about why blue works for them or who blue used to be very closely connected to because it's not just, safe for them yeah. and it's not safe for blue. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Vesper and blue hanging out though because it's just like a fucking twink apocalypse right there. Yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. Let, let me let me quickly sketch out what blue looks like for you because blue is me shamelessly riffing, ripping off my own D and D character. Uh, blue is like all of like five foot two very delicate like very delicate how blue was part of the gang is irrelevant um 
they have long blue black hair like Rita Hayworth style hair uh, that they often wear down across one eye uh, the rest of their head is sort of shaved on one side because yes they have like fairy wings tattooed on their back and um, I blue does speak with an Irish accent but in case one of you guys has to play blue I'm not going to insist on that for here but like oh Sam can do it I absolutely cannot thank you <laughs> But yeah, I can uh, barely do a Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, but Blue likes to sing and is like incredibly pretty and the twinkiest of twinks. Mm-hmm. Vesper would love would, would love Blue. Yeah. So I think Bl- Vesper does love Blue. Mm. So yeah, like so I like the thought like maybe Blue did some dream sharing or something with Vesper and Vesper got mm-hmm. a full full whack of Blue being effectively. Co- not coerced. Blue made a choice to come work for Kyoe. I think because of like the moves that I can, <laughs> the moves that I can make, I think I might have just picked it up somewhat unintentionally. Yeah, no, that's like, great. Because at some point I can just be like, "What does your character secretly desire right now?" Which is a strong move, but like, mm. I totally can read people's minds to some extent. Yeah. Also, you mm-hmm. can quietly gather clues or information. So maybe it's just like you picked it up on body language, like Blue. Oh, yeah. I'm very Ki- empathetic. Yeah, like Kyoti moved through the space and like Blue looked at them and you got like a psychic whack of <laughs> some conflicting information there. Psychic whack? A psychic whack. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. a psychic whack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. The, psych- the psychic whack out over the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it is whack though, yeah. Have you seen it? I mean, come on. Anyway, it is whack. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. I hate this. <laughs> okay. And then, okay, we're moving on. Um, yeah, please. I think the question that I'm asking of Quixote is, how did I capture your attention no, it's yesterday? A, it's a vesper. Oh, it's a vesper. Damn it. Yeah. Um, I totally misread the turn order. Same question though. How did I capture your attention yesterday? Uh, <laughs> you just got that same uh, secret, so you know. Uh huh. <laughs> By being, oh, yeah, it could, to- it could be related to that. Um, I mean, we're blue, and we're we're we're, we're blue and a vander like, you know, involved as they say. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I feel like that's something that Vesper could pick up on. And be like, <laughs> that's that's like kind of the crux of the conflict here. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, <laughs> I think Vesper. I you know, mm-hmm. Vesper like, saw them banging. Well, if yeah, you, and Vesper. It, yeah, mm-hmm. if, you, if yeah, if you'd got a visual off blue of like some very complicated feelings and then some full on sex and then you saw Evander, you're like, oh that guy. Oh yeah, I get I think, it. <laughs> I mean, and I think in another way, um, Evander also represents security to Vesper, who I think is mm. looking for that right now. <laughs> With those solid arms. That's mm-hmm. I'm eyes emoji at that, but you know we can <laughs> find that out in play. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow, it's good. it's good. We couldn't have gone any other way. It's <laughs> true. Um, yeah. We could. The thing that we could explore any of those scenes if people want, because uh, mm-hmm. it does say like if you want to have like that scene with Blue, or that scene with Evander. You can do mm-hmm. that. Um, 
because the next section in PDF is like leap into scenes with everyone building upon their curiosity, asking questions, excitedly fleshing out the dream. Scene ideas will emerge. Maybe something will seem especially poignant or exciting. Maybe the answer to a question is clouded by uncertainty or it just feels too big to make an arbitrary decision about. Leap into playing out that scene in full, narrating where the characters are when a question gets asked, speaking as your character, continuing to ask questions about the setting. Scenes can be brief snippets or rolling storylines. Um... So I'll quickly rattle through this bit of the PDF as well, just because game mechanics are useful to know. Mm -hmm. uh, playing your character. Read the tips for your character and trust your storytelling instincts. Describe your character's appearance and mannerisms. Narrate their actions and speak their words. Play to find out who they are and what they do next. Uh, whenever you take an act, take action, that's you making a move. Moves are how the story unfolds. By default, a lot of the moves you make are take action, leaving yourself vulnerable. But any time you're called upon to act, you can look at your list of moves and choose a different one to inspire your narration. Um, you start the game with zero tokens when you make a weak move gain a token in order to make a strong move you have to spend a token you can also gain tokens by playing into someone else's lure occasionally remind people of your lure and how they can earn a token from it lures encourage people to set one another's characters up to really shine some moves are italicized questions they're asked from one player to another and the answer is always given honestly even if their character remains cagey about it it's knowledge that your character deduces, intuits, or manages to get out of someone else through conversation. And uh, minor characters, we can all hop in and play NPCs for people if they want. And uh, invoking the setting elements. Um, some of them have uh, triggers for when to pick up and take an active hand in playing them, and when to give it away in order to focus on playing a character. They might not come up very much in a session, or it might be what drives the entire plot forward. Uh, they also have their own moves so that's just something to be aware of because obviously we all have a setting element that we play and they're those two that are left there for us to sort of pick up when it becomes relevant mm. so uh yeah so i want to quickly look at the ones that we aren't specific we didn't specifically assign just so we know what they are um Varied scarcity needs to be picked up when someone wanders the wasteland, seeks a buyer, or visits the marketplace. Um, so that's one. And the earth itself. Pick up when you want to describe weather, mutation, beasts, or the natural world. So. Cool. I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!